Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, good morning, afternoon, or evening. This is according to Davi. I'm your host, Davi Bello. And what a show we have got for you tonight. We have a special guest who might not even need an introduction in metal music community, so to speak. Christian Eriksson, who I believe Hello. is... I, I believe you are mostly being known as a lead vocalist in Twilight Boss, a uh, former lead vocalist now. Yeah. Well, we definitely get into that. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Not bad, not bad. It's funny, as I'm just going through my notes here, and the very first note I've got is to not talk about COVID-19. Nobody cares. Everyone is sick and tired. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there is no way around because it's something it's affecting everyone, unfortunately, and this is the world we are living in. How's the situation in Sweden? I assume you're in Sweden right now. Yes, I am actually. I'm standing here by the ocean fishing in the sun, uh, which is great. Um, the situation is uh, kind of odd, I must say. Uh, I mean, everyone is working from home. And like there, there's this uncertainty around everything right now. Mm. Uh, but to be honest, what, what bothers me the most is like people, when I hear people talk and like, oh, I can't wait to travel again because I really need to go to Thailand for eight weeks because I deserve it. No, you don't. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> to, me, to me, it's like to, to be able to travel, it's, it's, uh, uh, uh. I, I lost the word for it, but it, it's it's something that you shouldn't take for granted. You're you're not like it's not your right yeah. to, to travel, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, situation in UK is well, I would say kind of different right now. Well, I'm in UK at the moment, but I was born in Estonia, which is basically right next to Sweden. And the worst thing is that people are quite confused about what's allowed and what's not. Because mm -hmm. you know, government is not really clear about this, and there's so many gray, gray areas. Now, me yeah. included, I'm confused as well. You can only go to work, shopping, and I think it's like one one time for an exercise outside or something like this. Um, I think I know the answer for this one, but how does it affect you as a musician? I mean, <laughs> of course, we can can tour. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I've, I've been talking to a lot of friends in the music industry uh, and uh, a lot of people, including myself, have, have been starting to think about what we are actually doing. And before all this, things were spinning. Things were spinning so fast. I mean, it, it couldn't, couldn't go any faster, I believe. And now it was like pulling the, the whole handbrake on the whole world and the music industry. And of course, it's, it's severe. It's, it's, it, in, in all, we don't have to talk about the bad stuff because we all mm -hmm. know about it. But in many ways, I've noticed that a lot of, at least myself and my, my friends have been thinking about what is valuable in life and what, what do you really want to do? Because when you do something full on and you don't think about it, then eventually you, you, you have so much free time 
and you start to think about it and and reconsider things am i doing the right thing or am what i what do i want to do with my life things like that yeah uh, what I've noticed you know, on social media that many singers, and not just singers, also bands, uh, have been doing live shows through online streams. I'm not sure if you've done anything like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny because, well, when was that? Be- before all this went to, I think it was 2018, mm-hmm. I said to a couple of friends, what if we should gather the band and do a live stream. <laughs> no one did that back then. And I was like, that, that would be cool. And, and now that's the only thing we can do. And it wasn't that cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. But yeah. I thought, thought about it. That, that would be cool to gather the band and, and people from all, all over the world can listen. Yeah. But, but now it's like, since it's the only thing we can do. Yeah. Uh, I think it would sad. be. I think it would be massive help, you know, if, in, if not anything, then definitely mentally, you know, in, in the film industry, you know, myself and also getting, trying to get into professional wrestling, but that's another story. Um, perhaps another episode. Um, long story short, everything has been postponed. And when it comes to my movie project, we have been trying so hard to find ways to get things done, but it's not possible. And mentally, it's very frustrating. It really, really is. So... From musicians, I think that live stream might be the way out. Yeah, in 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 a way, it's it's a good thing, of course. But the whole whole thing, I believe, with with going to a live concert and and especially in the metal scene, it's so much around it. It's not just the band, the the music. It's the whole community with meeting old friends and new friends, and and even even for for us who who, who are on the stage, we're we're meeting so many new and old friends, and and since we can't do that, it's a compliment of of playing live in a sort of way, but but everything around it, it's it's it can't be replaced with with live shows, I believe like mm-hmm. online shows. Do you, do you think live streams will become more popular among musicians or is it just a temporary replacement considering this COVID situation? I, I think it's, it's uh, the, the thing to do it right now and it will become the compliment further on. But I, I, I do believe when it's possible to go back to live shows, that is going to be the main main thing for the bands since it's i mean from what i've heard I, I, have you ever been to sabaton open air no i haven't but sabaton is one of those bands i want to go to so bad you know it's yeah. it's one of my favorite bands of all time but no oh, unfortunately okay. unfortunately i haven't now because the, the thing is, since we grew up together and uh, we've been playing so much together and, and uh, <laughs> we've been doing all kinds of things. I mean, from, from going out in uh, night, throwing eggs on, on, on stuff to playing music. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, and when they, or especially Pad, built Sabbath on open air, yeah. it's, it's like... A, it's like a homecoming 
we all we all come home during that time and, and gathered gathered the, the old friends. <laughs> and if you if mm-hmm. you would do that online, it's not the same. So if yeah. you if you see what I mean, it's it's you can never replace a live concert with real people and. <laughs> I actually watched the, the subadventures had like a great tool and there was a song that actually gave me goosebumps. It's in Swedish, so I'm not sure if I pronounce it correctly, but it's in Livstid e Greek. Oh yeah. That song gave me goosebumps. The crowd was so into it. You know, usually usually the crowd will sing with the band, but there was a point where crowd was just singing and i'm not talking about five seconds it was like 30 seconds it, it's uh I, i i sing on the album well on a, on a sabaton album yeah really yeah <laughs> many really? albums i didn't i didn't realize that oh have you ever heard the song metal crew i love that song yes that's, that's me screaming Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. no people. People don't know that's... it. They think it's it's Chris or Tommy, but they weren't yeah. even in the band at that time. It, it was two thousand and six. <laughs> oh wow! Well, so much about my preparations. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> I, that that's the hidden side of my career. <laughs> yeah. And to be to be, if I, if we're gonna talk like that, I am the only person in the world. Who have replaced Joachim at a show as a singer? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> that that was something. We we were touring together, and I was I was a backup and the guest singer at that time mm-hmm. with them, and we were playing in in Lübeck. And uh, Joke had been to the doctor, who gave him. Um, he, he forbade him to 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 sing like you, you yeah you're not gonna sing you're too sick and then then pat came to me and was like okay we can't cancel the show do you do you know the songs i was like no do you want to sing yeah let's do this <laughs> well yeah why not it was a night night to remember and and, and even it was so funny because there was this guy there who came to the to the merch stand he he bought an album because he loved the vocals <laughs> <laughs> And and me and Yuki are pretty different in vocal wise, so we were laughing so hard at that. He's gonna be so disappointed when he hears. <laughs> As I understand, it all started with the melodic AOR rock band Sunstrike. Well, actually, it started with with a band called Mandrake. That was that was a power metal band. Right. And then I, I played in a band called Skyride. Uh, and after that, it was Sunstrike. But we, have, we had started to record the Twilight Force albums at that time as well. Mm-hmm. And then, because um, we were supposed to go to, to Spain with Sunstrike. But the other guys in the band didn't want to do it. And I, I said, okay, but what if we take Twilight Force to Spain? And uh, they, they were onto it. I mean, the keyboard player and the guitar player. And then we gathered the rest of the band for it. So that was like the, the, the start for, for Twilight Force, the first show ever. 
what, what's the story about Sunstrike? How did it all start? How did you get involved exactly? Uh, it was uh, uh, Joakim and Johan from, from Astral Doors. They wanted to record an, an 80s AOR album. And, and um, I mean, where I come from, or where we come from, it's not that big. It's not too many people, you know. Either you know everyone or either you know a friend that knows the guy that you want to get in to- yeah. contact with. <laughs> so they called me and said, so shall we do this? And I said, yeah, sure. Let's, let's write an album together and, uh, and do it. Simple as that. And then you moved to Twilight Force then. I have to admit that I still listen to their songs to this day. As a matter of fact, I listened to Power Wind a couple of hours ago, actually. Uh, which is hands down my favorite from Twilight Force. It's oh. so sounds so happy, uplifting at the same time. Yeah, and I don't know. You might disagree with me on this one, but it also sounds kind of Christmassy. If, oh, yeah. if, 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 if you know <laughs> what you mean, not not the lyrics, but the way it sounds. You know, especially the chorus and back vocals. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, that, that that was the first thought I had when I heard the song. I also gave my brother to listen and he said exactly the same thing yeah he obviously liked it and it sounds he said it sounds like a christmas song i was like yes that's what i thought it's bloody awesome (laughs) what's the story behind this song oh do i even remember it we we were about to record the second album and uh it was one of the songs on the album. I mean, then we needed to do a, a, a video of it and, and put it out as a sort of a single, but not a single, but to like a standout song. And I didn't really think about it. I had, had or still have other songs that I favor more than, than Power Wind, but it got pretty good response from the crowd which, which was which was great I, I think it was because it was something unique the way it was unique I don't even know how to describe but it's definitely the vocals so it's a huge compliment to you oh thank you <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was just unique it was just different from other songs other bands yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, the whole theme is based uh, around fairy tale-ish characters, dragons, castles, and so on. So, magical power metal, I guess. Yeah, and that—that that is was the intention of what we wanted to do. And I mean, everything went so fast with Twilight Force. To be honest, it only took a couple of years, and then we were, we were selling so many records and people were talking about us being the the next biggest power metal in the world like in the industry we were like what what the fuck happened because <laughs> <laughs> when and when we were touring in the beginning we had i mean we were unstoppable we had so much fun doing everything so everything i mean okay i think you can say that it was it was magical, even for us. It, yeah. Everything, everything that happened, and every tour we did, it was it was like a saga. And then, 
we started to like go go different directions but but and we don't have to talk about the bad stuff but when we were having fun we were having so much fun and like i said mm. we were unstoppable and what i found really interesting well i, I guess you know many bands are doing it these days you all had a nickname or a, a character name so to speak i think yours was you know i might pronounce it way differently Krillion. yeah I, yeah i'm pronouncing it correctly yeah so is it the name that just popped up in your mind or was it based on something no it, it is based on something since since my name is is christian and my son's name is leon it was so <laughs> Krillion. It, it definitely works yeah i mean i was i was to be fairly honest i wasn't never too fond of of having a a character name like that but but it worked for the for the for everything that twilight force was or is everything is just you know the whole twilight force it's just very you know dungeons and dragons if you know what i mean i've, I've never played dungeons and dragons though it oh looks, you never <laughs> no, it looks way too complicated for me have you yeah i did a lot when i was a kid i'm i'm not gonna lie i'm a little bit interested to try it just seems you need to spend weeks maybe even freaking months to understand what's going on you know like a fantasy science yeah it it is and you you have you need to have uh a great narrator uh, <laughs> for it because if you do it will be become fun and if if you're all all on the same page and and uh, like friends doing stuff together. I mean, despite what you do, if you understand what you do and you're having fun, everything yeah. is is fun. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, let's just say we're about to play one of those fantasy roleplay kind of games. You need to pick a character. What would your character be like? A human, elf, orc, hobbit, dwarf, or something else? Oh. If if I get to choose between like fantasy characters, you, yeah, you, any fantasy character, I would say half god, if that's a fantasy character. That, that's a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that one. No, but that that's the reason for it. Because if I do f up, because gods don't f up, but if I do, I can blame it on I'm only a half god. <laughs> yeah, you can just blame the other side. That was yeah. nothing to do with me. It was my different side. Yeah. Because <laughs> at first I was thinking like I would go with a human. Yeah, such a boring answer. I know. Maybe elf. But now when you said half god, I'm like, you know what? I have to pick half god now myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you a little more headroom if you. Yeah, exactly. You and can it's... be awesome, but you don't have to. <laughs> and it sounds so good as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely that one in that case. The most recent band you were involved with was the Northdale, yeah. another power metal group. Personally, I would go ahead and describe it as a supergroup, which is basically, for those who don't know, a band whose members have already been recognized from the previous or other bands. So they kind of form a supergroup. Yeah, I personally hate that expression, but <laughs> <laughs> but but I I I I, I cope with it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's it's kind of interesting story how I found out about the Northdale 
one of the songs just appeared on my YouTube feed. Uh, I think it was called Time to Rise. Oh, so, yeah. so I put it on the first time and just listened to it. Didn't really pay attention to the video as I was doing something else. It was such a good song, still is. The second time I actually watched the video and I was like, wait a minute. I know this guy. Yep, <laughs> freaking Twilight Boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at the time, I had no idea you left the Twilight Boss. Actually, I found out quite recently. So I looked up all the other songs, and now I'm addicted to Everyone's a Star. Oh. I read it. When someone is asking me to send one of the songs which describes my music taste, one of the songs I definitely send is Everyone's a Star. Well, thank you. That's, that's cool. How involved were you personally in the making of the song? Very much, 50 percent. That was a song that, I mean, I I think it's kind of obvious what it's about. To me, it's it's like I'm so sick and tired of the world in many ways right now because we are, everyone is famous, everyone is is doing TikToks or everyone is 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 bargaining for for that piece of fame J- yeah. just to be famous that's that's the the thing to like be recognized but for what people do whatever it takes and and i think a lot of people have lost the grip of reality yeah like do do whatever it takes to 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 throw anyone they they can throw their mother under the bus just to be famous and that 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 is um, that is what yeah. i want to say with that song <laughs> yeah something i've always wanted maybe maybe it's because secretly and that's a secret i'm hoping to make a song myself in the future so i never consider my, myself a musician it might never happen uh, uh, me, me neither so why why can't you well, yeah, it's true. I just think it would be good to release one song. Even if it's just one song, it would be good to have it. You know, I made that. Yeah, do it. What comes first for you? When you write a song, what comes first? Lyrics, melody, something else? Ooh, that, that depends. It's, it's very different. Uh, sometimes it's a guitar riff. Sometimes it's the chorus, sometimes it's the verse. <laughs> I mean, and sometimes mm. I, I, I just get the whole song in, the head, in my head and I, I go into the studio and I write it in 15 minutes. But, and, and sometimes uh, like the rhythm of life uh, on, on, the, on the North Tale album, that was actually, I dreamt that chorus. I was I was about to to sleep, and you know when when you starting to fade away. Okay, I'm falling asleep now. That's a that's a great feeling. But it was at that time when I when that the when I he- heard the the chorus for that song. So I was like, okay, fuck it, I can't sleep now. I have to go up and and write this down. So I can't say like, oh, I always do like this because I do different all the time. I'm very much in a film industry at the moment. And when I write a movie script, believe me or not, quite often title comes before the idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I really like the way this title sounds. I wonder if I can make a story around that. We all have our ways. I mean, 
no, no rights or wrongs. That's what makes us unique. Yeah. What's the best song you've ever released? Oh. I just put you on the spot there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like one of the most difficult questions to answer. I mean, I, I can't really... I always... <laughs> one day I can listen to a song I wrote and think, well, this is pretty good and and feel it and the 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 other day i listened to it it's like this sucks so (laughs) (laughs) it's not for me to decide i mean i i only write what what comes to mind and and i'm very happy if people like it but i mean since i wrote it i know i know every little floss of it as well in my opinion floss (laughs) so so it's like, ah, oh, I should have done this there. But it's also very important to like let go and like, okay, this this was I couldn't done it better at that time. Let's say someone asks you, you know, give me one song which describes your music taste. What would you say to this person? It could be any song from your own set list, could be Sunstrike, Twilight Force, North Ale, or other bands. This oh, describe my music taste. <laughs> it's I'm sorry, but that's impossible. I mean sometimes when when um when I'm driving my car, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I, I will do it anyway. When the sun is shining, I'm driving and I, I listen to one direction and I, and I and I sing to Baby you light up my world like nobody else. And I have total feeling. I don't care. It's a great f***ing song. And and also I I love like Children of Boredom or Mozart or Kansas or <laughs> basically everything. It's like it's it's good music and bad music and I like good music. It's funny uh, you mentioned One Direction. I never expected that. I'm I'm going to be honest. But there's nothing wrong about that. Obviously they are really good at what they do. Personally, my music taste is very, very into, you know, rock music, metal, power yeah. metal, you know, glam rock. Have you ever heard about the band called Reckless Love? <sighs> it's a Finnish band. Yeah, I, I recognize it, but I can't remember a song. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's my favorite band. Well, I should say one of the favorites because I have like a thousand favorite bands. But yeah, um, well, since we are already talking about the music and you know specifically rock metal music, I, I have heard so many times before, you know, rock music is dead. No. Now, what's your opinion of this? Rock music will never die. It's impossible. I mean, if you if you listen to if you listen to pop songs, I mean, mm-hmm. listen to. I mean, it's it's. Uh, it's many years since it's been released, but it's still it's just an example. But listen to Crazy with Britney Spears. You got the intro. Da 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 da. That's Max Martin who wrote that song. Max Martin is a metalhead who wants to make good money. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you listen to to Lady Gaga, there's so much metal in Lady Gaga disguised as pop pop is is 
I mean, that's popular music. It doesn't stand for anything, but it could be any song. You, you, they went a little easier on the guitars. But, but to say, like, there's so many rock elements in today's pop music that you, you can't say that rock music is dead. It, it will never die. It's the foundation of everything. It's, it goes back to, to classical music. I mean, with, with Bach or, or Beethoven or um, that's there. It's so much rock in it. No, I, I definitely agree. Rock music is definitely not dead. And as you said, it will never be dead. I don't know. It's something about the mainstream media. And it really breaks my heart. It kind of feels like people feel like hip hop or R&B or whatever is the only option they have because of media. You know, even if you go to a supermarket, you keep hearing this one specific genre of music. Usually it's not the metal music. I mean, no disrespect to other genres. I'm glad we do have different genres. But honestly, it feels like sometimes mainstream media is telling us what we should listen. Of course. In, in a way they do, because at the end of the day, they choose what they want to play on radio, supermarkets, TV, and so on. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that metal music is not featured but it seems seems to stay on the backseat these days. Yeah, but that that is also, I mean, if you look at YouTube or Facebook or with, with, with the advertisement there, everything is run by people with, with the most money. And if, if they want to break a song, they do it and they will make it appear in your feed. That is how you're marketing stuff like today. That, that is planted there. And also, I mean, I don't, I don't consider it a, a bad thing that metal music is in what you say backseat, because then you, if you, if you, if you say that, yeah, oh, we're we're always in the in the shade and and no one really cares. But that also creates a community stronger than ever, which is the 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 metal music, the metal heads and people at festivals like. I am an outcast. I don't belong in the, the real society. I have my own society with metalheads, which, which makes it kind of unique for, for our genre, if you know yeah. what I mean. It's, yeah. it's, if you would put metal like a mainstream thing, you would play it everywhere. Then hip-hop or R&B would be the underground cool thing with a huge community. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. I do believe so. I mean, everything is, is all, always about making a revolt. There is this another ridiculous idea or thought I have noticed that this kind of music is too aggressive and too violent and people who listen to this kind of music are no good. But in reality, most metal rock music is about having good time, happiness, being united, you know, as you said, you know, being in a community. You know, it's about motivating, inspiring. Twilight Force, for an example. Yeah, I mean, a lot of bands, but mainstream people are. <clears throat> I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. They're stupid. If you if you look look ba back in the day with Ozzy Osbourne, Prince of Darkness. Oh, he's so he's so dangerous. Blah blah blah. And his lyrics, uh, they're so satanic and blah blah blah. Maybe it's not too late to learn how to love and forget how to hate. That's the, 
that mm-hmm. that is what he thinks. But he was re- so da- dangerous. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember someone I was talking to, but I think now it's a couple of years ago. And this person knew I like rock and metal music and stuff like that. But when she found out I don't smoke, she was shocked. She was like, oh, you don't smoke? I thought you liked rock music. I oh. mean, I, I love rock music, but that doesn't mean I want to slowly kill myself. It's very stereotypical these days, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was odd. Of course, it depends on a person, but it's just something I have noticed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I I do not consider myself being the typical metalhead, but I mean, a lot of people build their whole identity around the music and and around the the myth and and everything. So yeah, I mean, I it's understandable. Yeah, I just feel like people just need to be more open to the other things as well and not being so stereotypical to the other people. Yeah. I think that that's the main thing. How do you feel about the internet? How the internet has impacted the music business? It's terrible. Really? My, yeah, I hate it. I mean, of course, it's 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 easier to to get your things spread all over the world, of course. but. I mean, to be to be honest with you, you got like writer's credit when you get paid for something you wrote. But then we, we also have a, another thing called SAMI, where, where you get paid for where you participated, where you, if I, if I sing on something, I mean, if I, since when I sang on the Sabaton albums, I still get paid for that, which is, which is good. But they don't have an agreement with YouTube. <laughs> and and if, you, if you talk streams, I got songs out on YouTube. Three songs together got 105 million streams. Together. Nice. Three yeah. songs. I don't get shit for that. It's like <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is like, it's, it's sad. I mean it's moved so fast and today in around the kids people uh, i mean music is free to them they don't care it's like but music is free music is not free there's someone's work you're stealing here and and i, I know don't know if you you've seen this but there's a carpenter coming it's a, it's a cartoon thing and uh, he says, "Ah, oh, can I can I fix something at your house?" Yeah, it's 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 okay, but but I can't pay you. But you you love what you do, right? Yeah, I'm so grateful. Thank you for letting me fix something. <laughs> <laughs> I I have noticed on YouTube, you know, the record labels are trying to block songs. I'm I'm gonna ask you this question. Do you think it's you know having a record label making things easier for an artist or? more difficult these days really depends on the deal and the, the label i mean the the label i've been on it's it's been very good since they gave us a lot of money and, and promoted <laughs> us so <laughs> but there's there's so many so many labels out there that that don't pay any any money to their artists and, and even even the the major ones. I have a friend who's 
who signed with Universal. But his deal is like, okay, you have to do everything. You have to pay for everything. And, and if you fly and, and make it for real, we will take your money. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that really depends. You got to be careful with, with every sort of contract these days or even back then, but especially now. And to, to yeah. have a record deal doesn't say that you're a rock star. I think like many young musicians are so focused on having a record label. Yeah. So, you know, considering how the world is progressing at the moment, well, at the moment, not so much, obviously. Uh, but if we look away from the COVID situation, movies are being streamed right now. You know, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, just to name a few. Yeah. You know, YouTube is getting bigger. As an artist, you probably say it's not a good thing. And everything's going online. Do you think record labels are starting to lose the value slowly? Yeah, they already did, in my opinion. I mean, they, because they also need to come up with something new to do. And and how do you do you earn the money when there's no money to earn? Because it's free. They mm. are not the industry, and with YouTube and everything, they're not working together with the ones making the music and, and promoting the music. What, what do you think are the biggest pros and cons about having signed with the record label? Personally, I have no idea what comes with the record label, really. And w would you still have your creative impact on future music or does it mean record labels decide everything? And by everything, I mean the creative process. No, obviously it depends on the deal, but on average. Yeah. I mean, and that, that is also one thing that's unique for, for the metal scene. Uh, labels do not interfere with the creat creativity. And not, mm. not in my experience. Uh, they, they promote it. They, they can have a say on if, if, uh, if let's say I, I send 10 thongs, 10, not thongs, 10 songs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they can have a say on, uh, if I say, I, I want this to go as a single, and they can say, no, but track number four is much stronger. We, you really should consider that. And then it's like, we talk about it. But, but they are not in the, the creative process and like, oh, now you're going to sound like this. Not in my experience, which is great. Would you still be on charts? Let's say, you know, the record label says, you know, we don't like this song very much. We want to have that other song. But is, is it more like an advice or suggestion? Or is it like, okay, that's the way we need to do now? It's, it's always up for discussion. And I've never experienced a label coming to me and, or any of my bands saying, no, you need to do like this instead. Of course, that can happen. But... I never experienced that. Is, is there anything, you know, the music industry would change if you had a chance? You know, obviously, you know, besides this online, you know, the, the music is going online and everyone is downloading music for free. Besides that. Yeah, there's a lot of things I want to change. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I to, to be honest, I think today... People are, are um, 
trying to go over the top. The top has already been reached, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to top everything all the time. I mean, with Twilight Force, we did, we did it over the top. Everything was, was massive and, and beyond. And then I noticed uh, a lot of other bands popping up doing the same thing like following that fantasy or oh we are gonna be elves no well we are gonna be magicians or coming up with themes and uh, building stuff around the band there's so much more to it than just the music today and and in my opinion i i just want to go back to to the beginning i mean to to where it all started where because today the, the production is think they think it's so important that you you gotta have a production that the drummer sound like a drum machine and and uh, everything everything is processed and and out of tune and everything's gonna be so perfect yeah and and uh i'm sick of that in my humble honest opinion i, I want to go back to the more dirty sound like that you can hear the musicians play and you can even hear like oh what the fuck happened there oh that was a it was a glass falling down in the background when the drummer was playing yeah i know yeah i know what you mean you're looking for more that raw sound that it used to have you know back in 80s or yeah even even the 70s exactly yeah and and like that music be music and it's i mean to me the perfection lies in the imperfections i've noticed like many you know bands now are trying to mix like two different you know genres together you know like uh you know like a metal music and hip-hop yeah and metal music and country you know mm-hmm. country and hip-hop yeah that's do you I think see. that's the way the music is progressing these days yeah that, that that's exactly what i say they try to go over the top and like what, mm. what if i do this i i can i can if, what if i put meatballs on my fish it's <laughs> like yeah but meatballs are good and fish are good but not together <laughs> it's like, yeah and and I think that it's kind of hysterical these days that everyone everyone's a star. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. I, I'm, I'm not yeah, yeah. claiming to be anybody, but I, I personally would like to to go back to the roots and and like, I mean, like Dio said, do do the real deal and don't don't like. De- destroy everything because he was he was super mad with not mad but he he thought it went to drain everything they built up and then the hair metal came and like dressed like like women men dressing like women and sing and he was like why this is <laughs> yeah because I watched the interview with a Gory Taylor a while back and he kind of said exactly the same thing like he's uh, sick and tired of you know, this huge auto-tune, real raw talent goes unnoticed. Yeah, because that, that is what it's all about. I mean, and like I say, the, the perfection lies in the imperfections. Because 
Listen to Cozy Powell, one of my favorite drummers. That it's it's alive, you can hear it. I mean, it's for real. And then when if you compare it to any any, not any but many albums today, where there is like processed, automated drums where no soul soul in it. And I mean, the whole magic thing for me is five, four, five or six members in a band putting their soul into it, which creates something big, bigger. Now I sound like a very spiritual, but maybe I am. But that that is the thing. Talking about, you know, the imperfections, you know, I really like when singers on stage, on live show, forget the lyrics. And in in a good way, because... It shows the personality. It shows, you know, they're just human, and it's just awesome. It's I feel like it's kind of like part of the show. I mean, that that is what is a, a live show. You go to a live show, you don't know what to expect. And and I mean, when I was out touring, you never knew from from day to day what's going to happen today. Sometimes yeah. I forgot the lyrics. Sometimes. I, I tripped and I fell on stage. Uh, I remember one time when I was when I was younger. I think I was 18 or 19 or something. We were playing, and and the the audience were sitting down. It was a kind of it was a high stage, and uh, during a solo, I I just flipped. I don't know why. So I ran and I jumped out in the audience. And I, I landed on my back on the on the floor. <laughs> Ouch! I, yeah, and and I my breath was like <laughs> that hurts, but I had to go up there again and and sing sing the the rest of the song. <laughs> so, yeah. But it was a memory. Yeah, I know it kind of sounds like an embarrassing moment. In my opinion, it's not. It's a show. It's yeah. what can happen. Exactly, and it's only embarrassing if you allow it to be embarrassing. Exactly, things happen. Would you prefer to sing in front of the large audience or the small ones? It's definitely a huge difference there, considering the atmosphere. I love both, as long as the the. I mean, there's there's uh, if you play at a small club, you get the intim- intimacy, cozy. Let's put yeah. it like that. <laughs> and you got a real connection to the crowd. Doesn't matter if it's 10 people or 100 people. That I love that. And I love standing on on a stage at a arena as well. But it doesn't doesn't really matter. You can always get get the connection with you know, not 100 people either, like 20 people. You you're never going to cover a, an arena 35,000 people. Someone in the back comes and says, yeah, did you see me? No, I didn't see you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw a few people in the front. So, I mean, it's all about... I, I love working a crowd and, and succeeding with a crowd and making the crowd feel like... Or, or having a good time, if you know what I mean. So it, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's 10 people or, or, or 25,000 people. It's, it's all about music doesn't matter music you can do it wherever i definitely prefer to be you know in a smaller venue yeah uh, as you said you know it feels more personal in my opinion it's way better 
Um, if you watch it on TV, I think, yeah, okay, I might prefer the larger crowd, you know, because you can hear the crowd, you know, shouting. You can see them running around doing all those. I think it was called Moss Pitch or something, you know, when they just run like crazy. Yeah. You know, these things usually don't happen in a smaller venue, in my opinion. I mean, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I remember when, when I was... Uh... I was a kid and I, I went down to Stockholm to see, uh, was it Storm Warrior? And uh, Kai Hansen was going to be there. And, and Kai Hansen to me was, was a hero. And I get, got to stand in front of Kai Hansen. I mean, front row, there was Kai Hansen. That was, that was amazing. And it didn't matter to him. I mean, he, he, is, he is one of the biggest in power metal. He is the inventor of power metal, they say. So he, he didn't care, or it seemed like he didn't care standing on a small venue or a huge stadium, because it's, it's all about music and, and the feeling of music more than the things around it can't really stand the hype around it and, and that it's going to be like rock star attributes and and you can't do this you can't do that yeah i'm a rock i fucking hate that <laughs> yeah, yeah uh you know there's so many other questions i would love to ask you and talk about so maybe some other time yeah of um, course but yeah before we end the show you know i've got something different in mind if you're up for it mm-hmm. you know um i'm originally from estonia uh, which means Estonian is also my first language. Apparently, one of the most difficult languages to learn. I think it oh. could be true. And, well, actually, learning Swedish is also not easy. I've been trying to learn Swedish a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ironically, the first word I learned in Swedish was a landgruva. Is it, is it something? Uh, a land, landmine. 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 Land mina. Land mina. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's, that's something. <laughs> it's something different. Yeah. And it's just something I noticed online somewhere. Oh, that's Swedish. Yeah, I just kind of remember that one. You know, usually people when learning different languages, they start with a hello, goodbye. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Minus landmine. Yeah, that that's something. <laughs> and I even got that wrong. No, it's it. It was me being being uh, uh, distressed, or <laughs> yeah. it was it was good. <laughs> right. Uh, so to end the show, uh, I'm trying to get into habit uh, to teach people here something in Estonian. Yeah, it might be interesting for the listeners and also guests as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you be up for it? Trying to yeah, make? sure. So, start with the easy one, uh, which means hello. So, hello in Estonian is Tere. Tere. There you go. <laughs> right. I think that was way too easy. We need to <laughs> make it more difficult. Yeah. Um, good morning. Tere homikust. One more time. Tere homikust. Tere homikust. Perfect. I don't, I don't know if it's the Swedish thing, but you actually sound like Estonian. Oh. I, th- I think it's really good. 
but we have to do one more time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's way too easy for you. Okay. <laughs> now we're going to step it up a little bit. So, Tere Uhtust. One more time. Tere Uhtust. Tere Uhtust. Perfect. You can definitely go to Estonia. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, and especially from here, since, uh, I mean, the, the famous Viking, King uh, Rörik, he, he went from here where I live to Estonia and to Russia and uh, invaded. So maybe even we are related some way back. <laughs> well, that's always a really awesome thing to think about. Yeah. But yeah, I've been I've been to Sweden many times before. Because um, it only takes like oh, I don't even know how long it takes now. It used to be like a overnight stay, you know, overnight cruise. Yeah. You know, when you go evening and you end up in Stockholm in the morning. But yeah, I, I love Sweden. Uh, I really, really do. Such an awesome country. Yeah, but Stockholm is not a part of Sweden. Not the Sweden I love. <laughs> <laughs> so next time you come, uh, you're going to go north. <laughs> uh, which city, which town? Which, which is the best one? Which one you recommend? Um, I would say go to, go to Falun, my hometown. It's, uh, it's not that far. It's like 25, uh, 250 kilometers from, from Stockholm. It's two or three hours bus ride. Then, then you go to Sabbath on open air and we will meet at the festival. Yeah, there you go. That's the plan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Christian, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Hope we can do it again sometime soon. Oh, absolutely. I've got so many other things I would love to talk to you about. <laughs> and so where can people find you on social media? Yeah, if you are into social media. Yeah, search for underscore Christian underscore Ericsson underscore. A lot there of underscores. <laughs> <laughs> right. Last question. Yeah. What's next for you now? The new stuff on the way. I, I'm not going to be one of those that like, stay tuned. We got massive stuff. But we, we, we got a lot of songs. We are... I'm waiting now on the, on the drums to be recorded and we are we, we are soon having things to, to show with the new band. That is a big secret. <laughs> oh, really? Um, I'm getting really excited here. Can't wait. Not me neither. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining me. And I'll speak to you some other time, I guess. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a great time now. You too. Thank you very much. And bye, everyone. Bye-bye.